Warm welcome. Special welcome to my good friend Hendrik. <laughs> so awesome to see your face. Uh, you guys are going to get a little uh, welcome card, and that entitles you to probably the best coffee that you're going to taste at least this evening in this place, okay? And the best thing about that really good tasting coffee is it's absolutely free. So if you are somebody who likes to get something for free, okay, you can't put up your hand now, okay? It's only for visitors, all right? So be sure you get a welcome card. Please be so kind of fill it in. It would be great just to get your details and, and connect with you and, and follow up with you. And uh, it's just really, really great to have you and really just feel at home. Feel no pressure to do anything. Just enjoy the service with us. And it's great to have you guys. So, awesome. Awesome. Okay, so we want to get into, we, uh, in terms of um, just God's plan and, and His vision for our lives. So, Anton, will you maybe just share that and then we're going to go into um, the next part of this. Evening, everybody. Um, this is just something that I was feeling even since the, the prayer meeting is Proverbs 29 verse 18. When the people us as a body, when we don't have vision, we perish. And I just felt God lead me just to read some of the different translations and different sort of variations that we have from that. When there's no vision, people perish. When there's no revelation, people cast off restraint. When there's no prophetic vision, so there's this cautioning that the Proverbs are telling us if we don't have vision as a church, as a people, and as, as individuals, it's not good for us. But blessed are those who keep the Lord. Happy is he. And I just really feel that for tonight, if we can, like what we experienced at the men's meeting, we saw a vision of God. We had a real encounter of God. And I really feel that for tonight and going forward, that for us as a congregation, that that is absolutely key. Thanks for that, Anton. <laughs> Can I pray for you guys? Yeah, so very much of what you're going to hear tonight is because God has a vision for this couple. It's the same way that he has for our lives. And he gave them a vision too. And so part of what you're going to hear tonight is just how God is faithful in bringing that uh, to, to pass. So, Father, I, I just want to thank you, Lord, for just an amazing time of worship. Lord, that you are present in this place, Lord, this meeting is all about you, and it's all about glorifying your name. And so, Father, I pray that even as we hear the stories of lives that are devoted to you, Lord, that you would challenge us, that you would speak to us, and that you would encourage us to keep pressing into the plans and purposes that you have for our life. In Jesus' name, amen. I just took, I just took it off. Because I'm going to try to fly to Brazil on Wednesday. So if I get COVID, that's not good. And um, anyways, lack of a beat, you guys. Sorry. Love you, Bruce. But I'm not going to try to take any chances. Um, <clears throat> so, so lucky to have you guys with us, first of all. And uh, we thought we'd do a little bit different. I want to preach tonight, but I want to preach to them specifically. Um, but I, I don't want to leave you guys out either. So I'm sure that as I speak to them, Hopefully, something of the Lord will touch your heart as well. Um, and so, and you're welcome to jump in anytime. Um, I might cry a lot tonight. I've been telling myself after Mike Davies' comments at the men's me- meeting that I can't cry. I might cry. So as much as I don't want to cry, I might cry because I love these guys so much. Um, will you cry with me? Okay, because I don't really want to leave the ladies' meetings. That really scared me uh, when he said that. Um, and so, I love the ladies, but I don't think that's my calling. Um, and so, um, just for some context, for those who might be visiting, um, so, Monet, um, we met about three years ago, maybe just over three years ago. He was actually bringing a whole bunch of TNT students through from Wellington to here. I saw his tactical bag. I saw his face. At the back there, and my heart went, you love this guy, Brett. And then I was like, I do love this guy. He's got a tactical backpack. You can't, I mean, you need to love people with tactical backpacks, you know. Then I said to him, hey, I said something, I said something. And like, he said something back, I was like, yes, I fell in love with this guy. Like, not in a romantic way, obviously, because I'm married, happily married. And um, 
Thank you for laughing. Some of you guys laughed about that. And uh, we put it in our heart. We met that next week, actually, for coffee. We met at Cape Gate, I think, if I can remember, with someone else. There's someone, someone else was with you, hey? I think it was, was it only us? Okay, I thought you were afraid of me and you brought a friend, but I can't remember. And we sat there and, yeah, our hearts knit together. Like, there was something at the men's conference, we mentioned that um, when David had just slayed Goliath, um, King Saul asked him, who, whose son are you? you know, and he, and uh, for those men who were there, you'll know the context before the ladies just pull you in. And as soon as David stopped, stopped speaking of who he was, the word of God says that, that um, Jonathan's heart and soul were knit to David's. And um, that's the kind of relationship that Monet and I have, I think, well, from my side at least. I don't know how he feels, but he can comment. And uh, I fell in love with him. He, he's become a good friend. A good part in the gospel. He feels like a son to me in many ways. And to see him go, um, our aim was always this. He wanted to be in full-time ministry. He wanted to become an elder of the Lord Jesus Christ. He wanted to pastor people. Three years ago, we spoke about it. Today, we're sending him. <sighs> it's so hard. We're sending him to Stellenbosch PM because they need him more than, they, than we need him right now. To be all those things that we dreamed of three and a bit years ago. And uh, it's just a wonderful privilege uh, to be called a friend to you guys too. And Rebecca has been in our lives very short. We actually did lunch this afternoon. And, and, but he's chosen well, young lady. And uh, an amazing young lady who loves the Lord with all your heart. Um, and so I was always hoping that he would stay with us. I was always hoping that he would be an elder and the team with us here. But he is going to be an elder in the team just there. And um, the, the, the message that I want to give to you tonight and to whoever wants to listen to down there is be strong and courageous. And I want to look at Deuteronomy 3 verses 1 to 8 very quickly. I don't want to take too long because we want to have Rista cook and care and, and just celebrate. We're going to do a pointy, but sorry, I ran out of energy, but just, I, I love you. The men's conference took more out of me than I thought. And um, I know... Oh, very emotional. Um, anyways, I've just felt like strength and courage is going to be the, your companions as you go. You guys were married like not even a month ago now, hey? Yesterday, Yesterday a month ago. So they got married a month ago. They're getting prayed out. They're, moving, they're getting the keys to their new flat tomorrow. They're probably going to move this week. Next week, they're in, you know, like... Early next month, the elders. It's like a, you guys are going to need some courage and you're going to need some, some strength, you know. And in Deuteronomy 31, sorry, you got the scriptures, hey, dude? Awesome. 31 verses 1 and 2 says this. Then Moses went out and spoke these words to all of Israel. Now I'm 120 years old. I'm no longer able to lead you. The Lord said to me, you shall not cross the Jordan. And we've been preaching a little bit through uh, Moses and his life. And it, it's almost like this. We've walked this far together, and I can't lead you anymore. I would love to, but I can't, because the Lord said, no, I'm not saying I'm 100 years old. I'm not saying I can't. I'm, don't get that from that scripture. But it just feels like I can imagine with like what Moses would have felt like when God said, hey, you can't cross over. You can't go any further. This is the end of the line with these people that God has put in your heart. And, and so I'm not crossing into Still, what you guys are, which is amazing. And I, I think a whole lot of cool things are going to open up for you. But verse 3 is so cool. This is the first thing I want to drop with you when it comes to strength and courage. It says, the Lord, your God himself, will cross ahead of you. And I believe this with all my heart. Um, he will destroy these nations before you. Obviously, they're talking about Israel and taking the promised land. And so, uh, you know, the, our context is slightly different. But it says, and you will take possession of their land. Joshua Will, uh, will cross over ahead of you, says the Lord. And so in other words, there's a change of the father is no longer the father. The son becomes the father. And uh, Moses steps back and Joshua rises up. It's a beautiful story. But the cool thing about that is, I believe this with all my heart, that God himself will go before you. And he has. He wouldn't have put us in, in together. He wouldn't have knit our hearts together. He wouldn't have put... The, the gifts and the talents on you guys that he has given to not go before you. And so really want to encourage you. It's not about your strength, about your awesomeness. It's about, it's about him going before and winning the battles. You want to say anything? It seems like I'm speaking a lot. No, it's good. Oh. 
<laughs> no, this is great. Thank you, Captain. <laughs> Anything else? Okay, we'll just carry on. It's like I was trying to be a conversation, but then I got into preaching mode there and then. And so he'll go before you. Verse 4 and 5. Um, Kev, if you can put that up, it says this. And the Lord will do to them what he did in Sinai and Og and the kings of Ammonites, whom he destroyed along with their land. The Lord will deliver them to you. You must do to them what I commanded you to do. So the sense that I'm getting for you guys is being strong and courageous. And you can be strong and courageous because God's going before you. But he's also going to slay the Goliaths. He's going to win the battles. He's going to open up the land. So I'm like, I'm, I'm like really nervous for Stellenbosch in a good way. I think you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna transform stuff. I think you... I think God is going to, like really, I think it's going to be a big deal. I think students are going to sh- like move and travel like they do and move to other countries and cities around Cape Town. And I think the stuff that God has put in you because he's gone before you, because he's put you right now for this time, think, yes, you don't understand the gravity and the magnitude of what I believe that God is going to use you in, if that makes any sense. So I want to prophesy over I think you're going to be, I think you're going to shape nations, but not you. I think the people that come underneath you are going to shape nations, both of you, in marriage, in leadership, in love for God, in worship, in all the things that he's put in you guys. It makes sense. But you need strength and courage to do that. Um, and so I want to encourage you to um, remember the victories. Remember that you were the first TMT student in Edge PM. And you're the, f- so I've got 100%, we've got 100% track record <laughs> to come through. It's amazing, actually. Now I just realized we're doing well. <clears throat> we'll see, James. Kellen, no pressure. <laughs> no, just kidding. I'm just kidding. You're the first. You, you, you're, the, you're the top. You're the one that I'm going to probably measure all the others from. Um, in your willingness to learn. Um, I'm sorry, Rubik, I'm talking to you as well, like you included in all of this. Um, in your submission to the Lord, in your hunger to serve, in nothing is ever big enough or small enough for you. Um, and I love that about you, uh, and both of you, actually. You, um, you know, let me tell you something. For months, no one knew this, when I would open up the church early, and pray over every church, every chair in the church before anyone else got you. Because he's got a passion for the Lord and for you guys. No one knows that. He, by mistake, told me once. I didn't even know that. That's the kind of couple that these guys are. That he would come early on his own accord, pray through every church, trusting that the Holy Spirit will come on every one of us so we would meet with the Lord Jesus Christ, this young guy. That's the heart that he has for the king and his kingdom. And if you can remember the victories that, if that wasn't you, it was the Lord doing it. I remember the first prayer meeting he ever led. He didn't wake up. And um, it was like five o'clock in the morning. I was mulled with him. And he was like, he's, yeah, it was his idea. We're going to do this at five o'clock. I'm not a morning person at all. Um, he's staying in my house. And then like five o'clock comes. He's like dorsing. <laughs> it was amazing. But from there to here, this is amazing. It's like, this, you know, it's like, remember the victories. Remember how um, you used to beat yourself up all the time. Yes, he was terrible at this. You're just, you're going to like a da- downward spiral when you thought you had failed and hurt me or let down one of you guys. Or, and man, we had many hours of PUBGing together to try to rectify that situation. And I think it's worked. And I remember the being scared of failing. Yeah, just before he came on, before we brought him on to full-time deaconship, things went down, pear-shaped. Eh? And I remember just, we had a couple of heart-to-hearts, and just the fear that was in him and me, actually, at the same time, because we were wanting so badly for him to walk into the ways of the Lord, you know. And our God has kind of shifted and changed and, and, and killed those things in you. Um, exorcism, it's, a, it's, it's glorious, but it's like glorious, glorious, glorious. So... Remember, the Lord goes before you, but he also delivers you. The Lord will deliver Stellenbosch to you guys. I believe that with all my heart. So he doesn't only go before you. He doesn't only deliver and kill the enemies. 
But in verses 6, he says this, um, but be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be terrified because of them. He's talking about the people in the land, you know. He says, for the Lord your God goes with you, and he will never leave you nor forsake you. So he goes before you. He wins the battles. You need to remember the victories, but he's going with you as well. He will walk side by side, step by step, every single moment of every single day. Beautiful, hey? Please say something. It seems like I'm speaking so much. I'll just drop all back here. So that's what God says directly to, to um, Joshua. He says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. In verses 7 and 8, it almost feels like a repeat. So when I was prepping, I was like, this is so weird. But the difference is this. Then Moses summons Joshua and says to him in the presence of all Israel. So it's this beautiful picture that God speaks directly to Joshua going, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be terrified. I'm going with you. I will be with you. But then the whole nation comes. And there's over like two, three million people. And Moses says this, be strong and courageous in front of all of them. And so as much as I know that God is saying, be strong and courageous, don't worry, I'm with you. I want to say in front of everyone here, be strong and courageous. Just as Moses said to Joshua, be strong and courageous. For you must go with these people into the land that the Lord swore to their forefathers. Okay, again, another context. And you'll divide it and it'll be the inheritance. The Lord himself goes before you and he'll be with you. He'll never leave you, never forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. And uh, as a young couple that have just got married a month ago, to step into eldership as quick as you're going to be, there are going to be times um, where you're going to be tested on every level. Tested in your heart, tested in your mind, tested in your energy levels, tested in, like, uh, feeling bad that you hate the sheep sometimes. (laughs) But in those moments, um, in those moments, like, Remember the Lord, you know. Remember what he's done. And I'm going to start ending with this. Um, I want to talk about a chair quickly, because um, I know you guys do this so well. And I was going to bring my rocking chair from home, one of my favorite rocking chairs, but I just didn't have energy to put it in the back of the car, so my bad. Um, I want to remind you about the chair, and for us here too, the, a lot of Monet's victories and Rebecca's victories, and even meeting her family and her folks and her brother, and Ben, who's with us here, um, you know what I see in them? I see men and women who deeply love Jesus and who give him time. And uh, Exodus thirty three eleven says this about Joshua. It says, The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. And so God and Moses are having those face to face friendship moments, but lurking in the background. And then Moses returned to the camp. But the young man, or his young age, Joshua, son of Nun, did not leave the tent. It's this beautiful picture of a leader loving God and having intimate relationships with him and, and doing that. But the young aide wanting more than the leader wanted it, actually. And when Moses went home, Joshua would stay in the tent and be in the presence of God and get that remnant and that residue off of, off of the meaning of Moses. It's a beautiful story. And... And so there's this, I want to encourage you to continue to do this as you step into eldership and step into this new thing. It's that find a chair and make that chair a part of your everyday life. I know you're doing it already. And the reason why I say that is there's a big church. I don't want to mention names because the pastor's um, fallen into a bunch of um, unfortunate events in his life. But he, he told the story once, which is quite powerful. So I'll use the story without mentioning the name. Um, one day after preaching, a young man who was in business camp comes to him very, quite hostile and angry about a whole bunch of stuff that this pastor had spoken about and preached. And, and uh, I was speaking down in the church, and, and he asked the pastor, like, I mean, how, I mean, how do I get your heart? How do I get over this miffness that I have for the church? And the pastor said, find a chair, put it somewhere you love, somewhere over your back garden or wherever, Make a cup of coffee, sit in the chair daily, open your Bible, read a scripture, ask a lot to change your heart, and see what he does. <laughs> and so this young man leaves. He's in his early 20s, and it's like 23, 24 years old. Doesn't see this guy for like three, four months. Thinks he's totally left the church. But one Sunday, he sees this young man walking towards him, but his face has changed. And his wife looks happier. 
And uh, he comes and he says, Pastor, I want to just say, I want to just thank you so much for giving me this wisdom of this chair. I bought a rocking chair. Actually went and bought a rocking chair. I put it by my back garden because I've got a beautiful vista. Every morning for the last four months, I've made, even if it was five minutes before going to work in the morning, sat down, made my coffee, prayed, asked the Lord, read the word, and you won't believe it. And his wife jumps in. My, my, my husband is a different man. He's gentler. He's loving. He's kind. The Lord is speaking to him. He's leading us better as a family. And he's actually falling in love with Jesus. That same man, not too long ago, comes to the pastor again. He says, hey, man, I've made a lot of money in business. And the Lord told me on my chair, I want to give up all of that. And I want to come and plant a church with you. And so he does. And eight years later, meets this guy again. And he says, God's actually telling me to move cities now. Because there's another friend of mine that's starting another church. And there's no money. There's no nothing. And I sat in my chair this week. And the God spoke to me in my chair. And I'm going to give up everything. And I have to actually go back to Marketplace and go help him. And then this man, not too long after that, um, meets up with his pastor again and says, Hey, man, I've just been told I've got cancer and I've got got a couple of months to live. But God's told me, as I've sat in my chair this week, that it's going to be fine. And and eventually that man passes away and this pastor does his funeral. And at the funeral, the wife stands up and he says to everyone, like I'm saying to you, and the chair... It's not about the chair. You know, it's not about the chair. But the time in the chair changed my life. Changed my husband's life. And we're more in love with Jesus because the chair. And this chair will never leave our family. It will, we'll send it to our kids, to kids, kids, kids. And the, I want to leave, leave you with that in the sense of um, I can see the Lord on your lives. I know that you love him with all your heart. But please find a chair. You're going to need it to be strong and courageous. Even if it's five minutes a day, have your coffee, open the word, pray, allow him to speak to you. And we will see great things in your life. And we will continue to see great. Because courage is this. Courage is grace under pressure. And grace, I want to remind us, and I preached on this a few weeks ago, so please bear with me. Two Timothy, uh, sorry, Titus 2, verses 11 to 14. For the grace of God has appeared that offers us salvation for all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions, to live a self-controlled, upright, and godly life in this present age. So courage is grace under pressure. It's those moments where we're under pressure, where our emotions are, where I'm, I'm exhausted at this moment in my life. I'm trying my best to be excited. <laughs> Sometimes you're going to feel like that. Sometimes you're going to feel disappointed. Sometimes you're going to totally miss it. Sometimes you're going to be under God's discipline. In those moments, courage is grace under pressure. When we Close to the Lord when we allowing Him to shape us. Um, it's that in those moments where um, yo, we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave Himself to redeem us from all wickedness and purifying Himself a people. Oh man, I can't even read now. This is bad. Um, there is very own eager. To do what is good. And so we love you guys. With all our hearts. Um, And I warn the people I'm going to be overly loving towards you. Because I love you so much. And yes, this I don't do with everybody. And it is unfair. And I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) And if you want to be upset with me, well, so be it. I just love you with all your heart. And um, I want to just say thank you for... Letting me be part of your lives, even if it's for the last three years. And it feels almost insignificant. And I wish we had more time with you. But um, I think you guys are going to do great. Um, I really do. Um, And on top of that, like Josh and Jessica, uh, Josh's heart is connected with Monet's heart. And um, the other day we were just talking, and he's like, hey, can I go with them? Totally. Totally. And we're going to just pray for them as well. And they're going to go with Monet and Rebecca to Sunday PM. I mean, uh, what's it? Uh, Stellenbosch, the PM. And so, man, oh, I love you guys. And I, I, we're going to pray for you now um, that God will give you courage and strength and that you'll be Joshua. We're Joshua Generation Church. I actually didn't put that together until now. It wasn't my idea, but I really feel like you, uh, a new um, 
vein of leadership coming up. I'm getting old, like, and uh, Cole's very old. <laughs> and I'm old. Um, and you're the young guns coming up, you know. So I love you, man. I've been young, and, young at heart, old at age. And, and I really feel like there's a new vein of, of leadership coming up. There's a new young guys coming up loving Jesus. And we're just going to pray for you and pray for you guys as you go as well. And please say something now. Yeah, I'll, speaking I'll, a, lot I'll of, like a lot of speaking, like 30 minutes of speaking. Um, it feels weird sitting. Um, I think just uh, sharing with Brett and Abby, uh, oh, got some reverb. Um, sounds like I'm in a stadium. Um, just to, to us, well, to me, definitely, this feels like I'm going to varsity. Uh, that, you know, this is, this is where mom's food will always be. Um, my bed will be here. Uh, you know, I can just come and kick off my shoes. Um, and it's not because of anything I've done, but it's actually because of you guys as a congregation in my life. Um, and I just want to thank all the families, all the, all the friends that have poured out finances in my life. Um, their time, um, it's, it's never, it, it won't ever uh, go to waste. Um, so just thank you to you guys for being family. Um, really, really, that's the way. If everyone asks, how is Edge Meet PM? I just say it's family. Because it really is. Um, so thank you, guys. Really, thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I haven't been here as long as Mornay. Um, but something I can also definitely um, honor you guys for is family, definitely. Um, I remember the day after two days after we got engaged, I wasn't even in this congregation. I was still in Wellington PM. Um, and I arrived and everyone was congratulating me, saying, congratulations, Rebecca. And I was like, I don't even know you, <laughs> but thank you. Um, yeah, and they were yeah, praying for me and saying, congratulations on this new season. Um, yeah, and I feel so loved um, by each and every one here. Um, yeah, so thank you for loving me. <laughs> I, I want to pick up on what, one thing that you said. Do you, do you remember, guys, that we're here? I was standing down there, and we pulled up Monet at the first meeting, and I said, listen, guys, this is not our skivvy. We see a call of God in his life. We, as a congregation, are going to help him get there. This is a victory for all of us. Eh? It really is. This is like this is God's heart to the nations. And um, and as we pray for them, uh, I know. Uh, did you? Are there other guys that are going to say stuff? Or okay, so I'm going to prophetic over them. And so, um, Andrew's heart to leads Joshua, and my heart who leads this congregation. We have a heart to go. We have a heart for the the bigger church. We have a heart for the apostolic, but we also have a heart for the local. And I think as as long as we're keeping that balance. In check, I think we glorify the Christ. And I'm about to leave for a month to Brazil on Wednesday. And it sucks leaving because I leave my family. I leave my kids. I leave you guys. And there's so much happening here. I, I've almost got FOMO. I'm like maybe secretively praying that I have COVID. And when I go for the test, I can't fly. But that's bad as well. You know, like, but it's like it's this pull, you know, of <clears throat> it's this pull between the big and the small, the local and the translocal. And, uh, and I want to I throw this out to you. I believe that they're the first to go um, from us, to break into nations and other cities and all of that. And so maybe you're sitting here going, I want that. I know Rebecca and Tina have it on their hearts as well. And God's just bringing them up and training them. And I know there's some, but maybe you're here going, man, I have that in my heart. I would, we would love to pray with you guys as well. Um, and as much as we want to grow here, we also want to grow out there. And it's not about it's not about us being the biggest, the most amazing. The that's not the heart of the church. The heart of the church is to see young men and women and older men and women rise up, love Jesus, and serve Him in whatever grace or capacity that He's called them to. And so, um, let's do this. So maybe you can take over from me because my head is foggy. And maybe we can pray for them. And if there are others that are going, I know you guys are going to be going to the UK pretty soon, and Rochelle. 
Um, but maybe there's others that I don't know, that you, there's a heart to the nations. We would love to pray with you as well and ask God for the nations and ask God to grow us so we can continue to send people and ask God. You know, and I think that would be a lack of way of, of celebrating not in your guys' lives and what God's going to do in you, we believe, but in what God's put in us. And so over to you, Kolki. The amazing thing about this couple is they're young. And the call of God is not old like me. I'm, he said I'm so old. <laughs> but you know what God can do for them? He can do for any one of you if you're willing. You know, God says, you know, there's that scripture. He says, you know, he's talking about, you know, who, who, who will go for us? You know, and, and the hand went up here am I send me. And so what we're going to do now is we're going to, they're going to come stand here in the front. And I want everyone, for those of you feel that you want to come pray for them and, and you're feeling that God might give you something prophetic, will, will you do that? So can you guys come stand over here and we're going to gather around you. And for those of you who want to pray, and let's really trust God to, for the Holy Spirit to really just uh, touch them again and, and, and anoint them for what God has called them. You know, because the a beautiful thing is that God says that he builds his church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And the important thing to remember is that where God is calling you to go, he is going to build a church. It's not on you. You don't carry that, that weight. It's God who builds his church. But there is anointing that he places on you in a, that enables you through the power of the Holy Spirit to do that. And as you walk in obedience with the Holy Spirit, you will see the multiplication. You will see the growth as God goes before you and does what he's promised to do. So can we gather around? And what I want to do as well is after we're praying for them, if you feel that there, there's something of a, a desire for full time, something of a desire to, to step out for God in a more way, I want you sort of to, after with that, I want you to just put a, make a line here, and then we're going to lay hands on you. We're going to trust for God to really just begin to, those seeds that he's placed in your heart, that God will begin to, in many different ways, start to water them as you walk in obedience. So if you're feeling that, come and pray, come and stand in the front after we've prayed for them and we want to do that. But can we come up now for those who, who love them? Everybody come up around. Let's gather around and let's pray. All right. And we're just going to pass the mic, mic around. So if you're feeling a word, what I want you to do is just lift up your hand. I'm going to give it to you. And um, yeah, try and keep them short, not too long. To the point. Yeah, but it's been like, what, seven weeks since I met you. It's ridiculous. And I, I, I saw you this evening getting coffee, and the word benchmark popped in my head. And I didn't understand it till, till now. And um, I'm a tattooer, and you've got a saying that you're only as good as your last best tattoo. And I feel like you are the first of the best you've put out. And I feel like you're going to be the benchmark, the standard of what leaves it's me PM. Like, you my standard. I'm about to leave. I might have to start something because there's nothing for me in Manchester. And I want to be like you. So I feel like that's what you're walking into. And I think that's your legacy. Your legacy is going to be like Brett said, in the nations and with other people. And, like, I'm sad, like, that you're leaving. But I'm also so happy that the new standards leaving. And that's going to be what us younger people who are moving up within the church. <laughs> Sorry, Carl. <laughs> that's something we need to attain to. And I feel like we're going to aspire to leave at the level that you've left that moving into the nations. So, Father, I want to pray that they begin to walk into it as a couple who are like just full gang Ho, just want to move in, in what you want to do within the nations, within the local church, translocal church. I want to pray that you just come and you go ahead, like we've been saying, that you that they see that, feel that, and live that thing every day in their life, that they have that time in that chair, and they know that that thing that's been spoken over becomes the reality every single day. And I'm not saying it has to be a victory every day, because I don't think when you understand victory, it doesn't have to be a constant victory. It's just the truth. That you know you're living in the truth of the moment every single day. You sit down, you realize God's gone before me. You know it. It's there. There's no guessing. There's no second guessing. There's no trying to pray into situations. You know God's already there because it's truth for your life. So, Father God, I want to pray that you come and work in these two wonderful people. And I feel like my heart's not to yours because my heart's not to Brett. And like 
there's this hierarchy that you start to realize too that because of that thing, I feel like I'm losing something just as he's losing something. I've seen him weep for the last four weeks since he told me you were going. And I feel that same sadness. But I also understand that there's something so great too that I'm also going to walk in some of the victories you're taking forward because I want to attain to that level. I almost feel like there's maybe something apostolic that you're going to start walking into soon because there's a very big difference between going forward and being part of an apostolic movement or something. There is a difference. And I feel like that could be the next step for you guys. You've, you've, you've set a goal, you've achieved a goal, you're moving forward, and now it's the thing I've got. I want to be apostolic. When people talk about me, I want them to talk about apostolic gifts that you've put into my life. So, Father God, would you come and do that? Would you? We want to trust for that. I want to trust for that as a brother who loves these people in a very short space of time. Yeah, Father. Yeah, I want to... We, we spoke yesterday morning on the way to Sunningdale, and um, just just the thing that we got from Brett's, um, you, you haven't sent it to me yet, but I did remember, um, just being a strong leader, but a soft one as well. And a strong, a strong leader can be strong enough to be soft. And I think that's you, bro. Like, you become my brother. I love you loads. And it's, it's, you're going to leave a whole year but you're going to go fill an even bigger gap that side. So, God, I just pray that as Rebecca and Mornay go, God, that as they fill that gap, that it will just be beautiful and your kingdom will flourish and that people just come in and go out as bigger leaders and that, that yeah, your kingdom will just be glorified. And for you, Josh, bro, I love you so much. And, bro, you've come through so much and... Yeah, God wants you. God wants you. So, so stay in his heart. You're going out and just stay close to him. Bro. Bro. Oh, sorry, guys. But yeah, so yeah, God, I just pray for Josh. I just pray that, that as he stays by you, God, that you'll, you'll make him grow. That, that you'll show him the footsteps you want him to take that are on your journey, God. That... Yeah, that he'll just become more sensitive to you and that, that he'll be able to lead others as, as you lead him. Um, yeah, God, I just trust for so much for him. Yeah. Yeah, Mone, I just, um, I had this picture for you, uh, strangely, a golf analogy, which is not great for me because I grew up as a, in golf, but anyway, I just, uh, there's a, you know, there's a moment when a, when a guy tees off and he puts the tee down and he looks, you know, down the hole and see where all the bunkers are and everything. And then he positions the ball and then he stands back again and then he selects his clubs and so on. And I, I just felt like God had been spending a lot of time with you, specifically teeing you up in the right way. And um, that... There's certain, like, I don't know if you know golf, but anyway, there's a, like a ladies' tee, and then there's the pros. And <clears throat> I feel like God has said that he's teeing off from the pros um, box because there's something that is on your life that God wants to kind of let. It's almost going to carry much, much further than what other people have gone before you. And I feel like God is just picking his, like, biggest club. And, yeah, you guys are going to get smacked <laughs> down the hall. But I really feel like there's a, there's a momentum that God wants to bring and that he's been spending a lot of time painstakingly almost teeing you up, um, you know, and now recently with Rebecca coming in as well and you guys getting married and so on. It's almost like the recipe is just right now. And, Father, I thank you that um, you know, you're so, so committed in our lives, Lord. And I just remember... You know, during the pandemic and, you know, after that and how things have happened in Mornay's life and how transparent he's been, God, and how vulnerable he's been to this congregation. And no wonder we're all standing here around him, praying for him and laying hands on him. is because he's been knitted into each one of our hearts, Father. And now recently with Rebecca as well, God. And we pray for this couple, Lord, that I just, I just pray that your anointing on them will just increase, God. Just increase and increase. And that your faith... The faith that they've got already, God, would just increase as well. And that you will send them into people's lives, Lord. I pray that you will send them into lives that are so dark, Lord, and so lost and broken, Lord. 
And that they will bring that, um, that sweet honey, Lord, that, that healing balm of your presence, God, that, you, that they're already carrying now. I pray that they will bring it into those hearts, Father. And I thank you for them, Lord. I pray that your, I just pray your blessing over this couple, God. Just bless them and incredibly, God. I pray for everything that they need, that they will not have any lack, Lord. That Stalinbosch will receive them openly, God. I pray for every practical thing, Lord, to fall into place. I pray that yeah, they would just have the opportunity to keep their eyes completely on you, Father. Um, I pray that you'll bless their marriage, God. And I pray that they will grow into more of the fullness of the likeness that you want for them through being married to each other, Lord. Yeah, and Josh, I just had a, a, a picture for you. <clears throat> I actually got this picture from Bev when I just joined Josh Jen about these, um, like car dealerships sometimes have these like like things outside, these little, like these men who are blown, like air blows into them, and then they're kind of flopping from one side to the other. And I just felt like God is wanting to solidify you. He wants to pour sand into you um, to make you steady. And, um, yeah, Father, I just thank you for, for Josh's life because I've also seen him, Lord, over the last 10 odd years, Lord, and, and all the things that he's come through. And I pray, Lord, that as he continues to seek you and to look for you, Father, that you will continue just to bring, you know, ground him in your presence and in your spirit and truth, Father. And I pray that your hand will rest on him, Lord, and that you will take him into more of what you have for him in Stellenbosch, God. Yeah, Father, I just pray that you will come and bind up the brokenness, bind up the, 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 the brokenheartedness in him as well, Lord. Bring him more into your fullness. Bring him more into healing, Father. And I pray that you will bless them as well, Lord, in Jesus' name. Yeah, Mune, you have really been an impact on my life. Yeah, um, the way that God's changed me from the inside out. Um, wherever you go now, I just, the fragrance that God has put on your life, you've um, impacted my life so much that it's turned around. It's, it's something different now. I can't explain it. Like, um, every time I was meeting up with you, you, you have such a smile on your face. You have such a love of God that I can't explain. And that really impacts me. And I believe that's going to impact a lot of people around you. And God has really um, given you that grace and that place where you need to be. So we're going to do one or two more. But what I'd encourage you is that if you are feeling something for them, will you write it down and, and WhatsApp it to them or, or put it in a letter or voice note it to them? But so we don't want to just quench what the Holy Spirit's doing, but we are a bit pressed for time. But voice note it to them and, and send it to them. Okay. So, Mona, two quick things, uh, Mona and Rebecca. Um, when Pierre was talking about the, the golfer putting down the, the golf ball, as a golfer, you'll know you don't um, hit the ball, you swing the club. And you're positioned. And let God swing the club. And the club's the Holy Spirit. And it gives the it full direction, the guidance, the strength, and the distance comes from the club, not from the golfer, and not from the ball. So, be positioned. That's where you are now. Be positioned. That's the one thing. The second thing is, I want to honor you and say thank you for being a, <laughs> for being a good son in this house. You've been a good son in this house. And I, I believe that, that Brett and his team are going to have empty nest syndrome. We're going to have emptiness syndrome. You're going to leave a void. And we're appreciative of that void. We're appreciative because it means you've impacted all of our lives. So I want to honor you. And as you guys go out as a couple, go and do that. And raise young men and women like you've, you've learned. You've been raised well. You've had a good father. And your, your earthly father. He was a good man. So you've had good father figures. Go and raise a fathered generation as you go into Stellenbosch. Love you, bro.
like, like honestly, <laughs> through God, all of you guys actually saved my life. <laughs> I was struggling so bad with depression and all of the all of this nasty stuff, and all of you just walking me back into this church, and it may have been like the fourth time <laughs> back into Josh Jen. <laughs> But this time, time you guys showed me what it's like to have a relationship with God and not a religion. And I've I've been like so in love with God, and I I still struggle here and there. But I think that's where it comes in with Monet, and I'm so thankful for him as a brother because he's just he's actually like he's become my brother. Because my earthly brother, like he he moved overseas four years ago, and my the, he, my earthly brother protected me from a lot of terrible things. And when he left, it's just like a part of me left, and a part of the thing that helped my relationship relationship with God. And Monet's kind of given that back, but this time I know not to lean on the person, but God Himself, which has been amazing. And Something crazy, like every Josh Chen testifies this, um, that the conversion rate is great just because of everyone treating newcomers like family. But it's been so amazing how you guys have treated me like family just from the get-go. And also Jessica, who's been really hurt by the church, other churches. And like the first time she came, she was like, wow, <laughs> it's amazing. Like I, I honestly like hats off to all the elders, even you, Brett, like just the humility <laughs> I meant especially Brett. <laughs> no, like especially Brett. I meant. <laughs> I gotta um, work on that. <laughs> um, no, he he's he really like he the way he's just laid his life completely down and just completely humble, and he he just cares more about the church than his position. Yeah. And. Like, that actually plays such a huge factor in a church. It really does. And that's really, like, the, this church has just absolutely been life-changing to both of us. And I'm really thankful for all of you. And, yeah, I'm going to miss Gerald Tugs a lot. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. And I pray that you will find his face so easily, that you will rest on his peace, that you will lean on his guidance. Yeah, Father God, for, for both of these couples, Father God, may they find your face daily. May they find your presence, your direction, your guidance so easily. May they walk so in step with you that it's never anything of them, Father God, but that you will flow through them, Father God. Very quick. Yeah. Yeah, you want to share? Okay, cool. so sorry, just my before, bad. Sorry, but just before, but I, those kids are going as, crazy. As, as we were praying, I, I saw sort of like a, a hut, and uh, just a, I saw this soldier coming in from the battlefield, and he was weary, and he was, and this is for you, Rebecca, is that he was weary, and he was carrying his sword and been fighting hard. He was almost walking with his sword on the ground because he'd been fighting so hard in the battle. But all he could long for, he knew he had to go out and fight, but he just thought of home. And that's what kept him alive on the battlefield is what he was coming home to. And so I really want you to feel encouraged is that you, as the soldier, which is more comes through the door and he sees that food and the nourishment and the strength that home provides. And it will give him the energy to go back Mm -hmm. out there and fight uh, again. And but even when he leaves, he looks back and he says, this is I'm coming home to this and you are going to be the pillar and the nourishment that God has placed you in his life, that he cannot fight. He cannot take ground for the kingdom um, uh, if you're not there. And so you are an integral part. Don't ever feel that you are any less of a key or a less of a a part in in, in this thing about taking the kingdom because every soldier needs to be nourished and fed, and that's the role that you're going to be playing, as well as that into other people's lives. But he's coming home to you because he needs what God has placed in you to keep him strong, to fight out there for the Lord. So before I forget, those kids are, please let's love on the kids' church workers tonight (laughs) and just say thank you, thank you for... Looking after our kids quickly. Um, so I'm going to pray because there's a difference between um, going and being sent. And we're sending. we willingly going. We see God in your lives. You guys are going to be a blessing. We want to send you. 
You're not just leaving us. We're actually you're still part of the church, still part of Josh Jane. We're still part of the same family. You're going to be elders with me on the team, just in a different place. And I think I want to pray on behalf of the elders here and on the half, behalf of Andrew, who leads us, um, just to send you. Um, so it will go well with you. And I, and I love what actually God, I've just been sitting, standing here thinking, God's actually been doing, he's been saying one thing right through from the Cole's testimony till now. It's how we can position ourselves so that others can see God in us. It's been amazing. I was just thinking, just you guys, you guys, Nicole, all the, and so yes, it has for those guys, we have focused on man to a certain degree tonight, but it, it's not about man. It's about God working in man. We can't miss that. Please, this is not, we're not honoring them for the sake of honoring them. We're honoring them because God has done a good work in them. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, please, we've got to get that distinction. We're not elevating man higher than God. We, we're elevating God higher because of what he's done in us. And so what you guys are feeling now, take with you. The way you feel loved and accepted and fought for and looked after and mentored and wherever, take and do it there. And you'll bring glory to God's name here. If that makes any sense. And so, Father, we want to thank you for this amazing opportunity. Bittersweet. Exciting that they're going, but sad that they're going as well. Thank you for these amazing couples. Thank you for their lives. Thank you for saving them. Thank you for filling them with your Holy Spirit. And Lord, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we're going to send them to Stenabosch PM now. We're going to send them to that city. Lord, we will pray that your Spirit will go before them, that your Spirit will go with them, that everything that your Word said in Deuteronomy 31 will come true, that you'll slay the, the giants there, Father. Lord, you'll make a way. Lord, that they'll be courageous and strong, both of them, Lord, to break open the kingdom of, of, of uh, the church and of heaven there more so, Father God. And so we want to thank you for them. Thank you for this amazing opportunity to be family tonight. Lord, as we eat rooster cook and just chillax together as we fellowship now, that you'll be sweet amongst us. And Lord, we want to say that you are God and we are not. You are the head of this church. You are the one that's building it. You are the one that said not even the gates of hell will come against it, Lord. And we want to thank you for the privilege to be called sons and daughters. We want to thank you that we are your church. And so we, we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. So my thinking is this. Can we pray for the other guys next week? Because I think that preach might fit in lacquer. Yeah. And we end now because it's a shame. I'm really worried about the kids' church workers. And I, we did try give our words. So love you guys. Awesome. Enjoy. Hit the music because that was a little bit awkward. Yeah.